Aliens? God, I love aliens. I love thinking about aliens. It's off topic, but Josh. Think, but I don't think about aliens that are sentient. I think about aliens that are non-sentient. Like, just alien... Alien lions and alien deer. And okay. The, they, those that are sentient. I mean, in terms of neurotypical sentience, that's what I meant. Like, yeah, I don't know for what me, that means. I don't know what that word is. Like, thinking. Oh, okay. Thinking, okay. Yeah, like, conscious. And, uh-huh. Is no, that I, mean, I was going to make a mean joke. Civilized. <laughs> like, the kind what? of... that neurotypicals are on an equal sentience level with deer and lions. Yeah. <laughs> All right, okay. Oh, does it mean- Welcome to... Autistics and friends. And we actually have friends today. And autistics. And autistics. Plural. This is actually this the is first the real... time we have fulfilled our mission statement. True. Yeah. It's a it's a it's a big day. Uh so welcome to our autistic friend. Hello. Hi. Um Would you like to introduce what, our, our guest? What are what are you, autistic friend? Who are you? First of all, in Kai I come in war. Um, Uh-oh. So oh, prepare no. for your planet to be subjugated and, oh, and no. ruled oh, by my people no. who will force you to all have universal health care and free education. Let's start with your name. Oh, that's sounds oh, okay. okay. Yeah, sure, what is cool. your name? Oh, wait, um, we didn't even say ours. Oh, well, I'm Erica. I'm Frida. And oh, what's you yours? Us. I'm Josh. Are you sure? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. How can any of us know really who we are? So, Josh, do you want to tell everyone how we know each other or how we met? Because this is kind of... A first meeting in person. Uh, I don't know. Like several years ago, I think I, uh, I something. I think Erica said something on Twitter, and like I went on, and on her profile, I was like, oh, cool person. Mm-hmm. I don't know if she was following me or not, but like I followed her anyway. Yeah. Um, and then I also noticed that she was tweeting at you. I think you two were meeting <laughs> yeah. at that point. Uh-huh. And I was like, okay, I'm gonna also follow Frida because look like cool people, you know? Uh-huh. Weird people that like are kind of like in another group because I'm not really the EDM person. We, uh, weren't, we weren't even yeah, yeah, yeah. EDM yet back then. No, yeah, we weren't. But it was like, we to me, it was like, oh, YouTube. We were all YouTube, YouTube all the time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, cool people, you know? And, it is uh, fun, yeah. though. Such I feel like. <laughs> and ever no. since then, you know, I've. I've it's been yeah. downhill. <laughs> yep. <Yeah>. Suffering. <laughs> no, but I feel like this happens a lot, though, where, like, you will make friends on the internet, like, especially on Twitter, and then they will just automatically follow me even though we've never interacted because we have like a mutual understanding like you're friends with them yeah we're also cool yeah you know <laughs> but to me i think also, was... i talk about you all the time so <laughs> no, it's like they have to catch up me, you know i mean for me it was also important that you know uh it's not that like i follow anyone that was like friends with someone else you know mm-hmm. but i think i saw your tweets and i was like you know what this is a cool person you know mm-hmm. i yeah. should follow this cool person not because hey this is a Oh, another Erica friend. No, <laughs> yeah. I don't think I've ever followed anyone who was friends with Erica. Like I don't have that many. It's yeah, I just, I'm the yeah. only one. Yeah. There's really not much to choose. Yeah, from. I was just like, but hi, I'm like Erica. This is Frida. It every makes, single day. It makes because also I do the same. If if Erica becomes friends with someone and they're yeah. really close. Then I feel like I automatically kind of know them. So I'm like, yeah, you're cool. Like of course I'm yeah. gonna follow you. You know. Um, it's a, I, I kind of expect anyone who is my friend to become friends with you. Yeah. Like, it is kind of a requirement. Like, they don't have to do it right off the bat. But, but like, over time. Like, eventually, I'm like, okay, it's time. You have to <laughs> it's time. establish your own friendship with Frida <laughs> And now. here you go. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty good. I, I like that. I like uh-huh. that rule. But, like, that was really... And that was a few years ago. As, as, uh, as uh, what's the name of that guy? Uh, um, Dr. Crane. Dr. Fraser Crane would say. 
don't know this Dear listeners. <laughs> Dear listeners. Uh, I met Frida and Erica kind of simultaneously, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, because we followed and then, you know, I, it was it was less of a... Just, it was sort of like an organic process of, oh, there are the, these cool people on, on the internet and now I know them. Yes, and then we've continued to know each other for years. But this is the first time we're actually meeting in person. Yeah, it's actually pretty cool. So um, I've been... Well, this part's not cool. I've been really sick, <laughs> and uh, that's actually why we didn't post a podcast for a little bit, because yeah. the only thing I would have had to say is, like, oh, I feel bad. My stomach hurts. Oh, yeah. my but nose is back. bleeding. It wouldn't have been good. No. No yeah. fun whatsoever. Um, but, uh, yeah, I had a few doctor's appointments this week, and uh, Josh was like, hey, I could come visit, and I could even go to your doctor's appointments with you and, like, help doctors take you seriously, because they do not take autistic people seriously mm-hmm. or women. women. So uh, <laughs> autistic women, forget about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then literally <laughs> uh, he asked like when he should come. And I was like, well, I'm free all the time basically, but I'm mostly awake at night and don't like to drive in traffic. So don't even tell me when you're coming. Just like tell me once you're already on the way. Mm-hmm. And then that's that's what he did. He sent me a picture on the bus. Mm-hmm. And and the then next I day. the next day. L- literally, dear listeners, <laughs> the next day I was on the bus. First I told Frida. I told mm-hmm. Frida the night bef- the, the same night we had this conversation and Erica was like, just don't tell me when you come. Just sell me a picture. But he was kind enough to tell me. <laughs> yeah, I actually said, hey, Frida, I actually just bought the ticket. I'm mm-hmm. coming tomorrow. So I want to let you know, but I will tell Erica once I'm on the bus. So yeah. I, like, I, I like, honestly, that like you know us well enough to not tell me, but that you should actually tell Frida, <laughs> yeah. even though I didn't even think to say that. Uh-huh. No. Um, but uh, yeah, because I like the good plan. Call. Yeah. Because I'm autistic. <laughs> yeah. I want to make sure everyone is comfortable, and that's why, you know, when you're... It's very sweet. It's, it's very, like, it's, um... I, I've known Erica for a while, and I've mm-hmm. known Frida for a while, and I mm-hmm. wanted to meet both of them. I was coming to meet both of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, as it turned out, uh, the days that worked for me were the days that Erica was also going to her doctor's appointments, and I was like... And as it really I? turned out, he's mostly here just to hang out with our dog, Hannah. Yes. <laughs> he's really here just for the dogs. It's, it's very true. The dogs have <laughs> sort of... Even, like, the dogs are the dogs, but even the cat has shown signs of attachment. Yes. Uh, but their doggo, Frida's dog, mm-hmm. yeah, Hannah, she is just in love with me. Like, she just <laughs> looks at me the way well, that... Well, Hannah's only just Frida's dog when she's being bad. Most uh-huh. of the time, she's both she, our dogs. Yeah. Uh, but she is, if, it, if it comes down to... If she barfs yeah. and it needs cleaning, she's Frida's dog. If anything's difficult with Hannah, she's my dog. <laughs> and then whenever, like, they need to go to the vet... Yeah, they're all my dogs. Yeah, my dog is Frida's wow, dog. Frida. Mm-hmm. Yep. Wow. Because she's responsible. You uh-huh. oppress Erica so much. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> you That's oppress why. me by <laughs> helping me. It's terrible. I can see the shackles from right here. Yes. Oh, my brother's calling. Here, you guys talk. Uh, okay, cool. All right, so Frida was oh. telling me about the fact that she really liked likes nature, and she's from Smoland. Yes, I'm from Sweden. And yeah. Where so do you want to tell everyone kind of a little about you and where yeah, you're from yeah. and kind of your backstory? So this is gonna be a little surprising for you, but I didn't mm-hmm. come to America until I was like 
23. So I was pretty old when I got here. And um, I guess we have that in common. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was also 22, 23. Exactly. <laughs> like, that's when I got here. Mm-hmm. And the thing was, I, I was born in Afghanistan in mm-hmm. the middle of the Afghan Civil War where the Soviet Union had invaded my country and then the then America was coming in to say, no, no, you can't invade them because this is against our colonization rules, you know? Mm-hmm. It's like neutral turf and whatever, you know? Mm-hmm. Bad life. Moved to Pakistan. Pakistan when I was, I don't know, five, six? Oh, okay. And then... Uh, this is 1989. We moved there. And then 2003, I moved back to Afghanistan. Then 2006, I came to the U.S. and I've been here since. Um, and did you move with your whole family or? I individually moved. You moved uh, yourself. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I, yeah. I, came, I came to study and then things got bad. And, yeah. you know, I, 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 I applied for asylum and I was okay. granted asylum. Yeah. So I was I, in Afghanistan. I was a journalist. I was a oh, reporter okay. cool. for a weekly newspaper called Kabul Weekly. Mm-hmm. You can look it up. Um, and it was it was a cool place. It was an excellent experience. But I, uh, you know, I'm autistic. Things are like every time I work somewhere for six months, I feel like it's been ten years. Oh, I feel you. Yeah, I'm the same. In like I can do a little bit longer. But yeah, same thing. I I'm at a place for too long. I feel like I've been here my whole life, and uh, what am I even doing? But that's cool. I didn't realize we moved to the u.s at the same age because i was also 22 turning 23 i think but i'm not as old as you are now this is true we are different ages so we're going different times yeah i moved here in 2015 yes so i moved here in 2006 Mm -hmm. which means that i'm almost nine almost nine years older than uh frida yeah but i look 20 years older no we look the same age to be honest <laughs> that is one thing that i don't know if it's like i mean and it's re- it's related somehow but i've just noticed in general like and i don't know if you've noticed or read about this or anything but um within our diversity i feel like most people look pretty young like they don't age as quickly but that might not be like a general thing but that is what i've noticed one of the things that i've noticed one of the connections that i'm following um I mean, just just to, I, I want to say something. Like from from my perspective, I feel mm. like neurodivergency is reaching a critical point where mm. too we suddenly re- are realizing that it's not like half a percent of the population is neurodivergent. It's yeah. like a huge mass of people are neurodivergent, and everyone's waking up to this idea. And mm-hmm. uh, this, we are we are working to make society such that everyone has a place here because mm-hmm. you know we're alive. Yeah. Um, but. Coming to the question that you asked me, mm-hmm. um, I once went on a date with a geneticist, mm-hmm. and I personally don't really know what I look like. Okay. Um, yeah. So I, from a very young age, I've never been able to like quote unquote rate myself or okay. quote unquote rate anyone else. Like yeah. this this looks idea wise. of who looks like what, mm-hmm. no idea. Yeah. Um, and I like the best I can do is sort of look at how other people that I like and mm-hmm. care about. Mm-hmm who they find good looking and then yeah. i kind of compare kind of people the to that. like kind of learn the patterns yeah but, yeah but it just never for me i have to talk to people like yeah. um but this idea of oh are neurodivergent people physically like do they age less or mm-hmm. i don't know about the age factor but i know something else mm-hmm. i think neurodivergent people have certain physical traits that separate them from other people i feel mm-hmm. like one of those is that we look kind of like it's it becomes it's kind of easy for us to be androgynous um Hmm. but we also tend to be and and this is just a conjecture conjecture sorry Mm -hmm. i'm finding out that um 
mass, <laughs> sorry, hormones that, um, testosterone specifically. Mm -hmm. uh, if testosterone levels are high in your mom when she is pregnant with you, then you tend to develop very masculine features. Mm -hmm. um, and one of the things that I've noticed is that with neurodivergent people, that trait is with everyone. Yeah. It's like, it's almost like you have certain masculine physical traits that you just, you're like, oh, wow, those are very masculine. Or what people describe as masculine. Like, it's not that I ever found my, I have a butt chin, dear listener. And I've always found it intensely dysphoric. I've never mm -hmm. liked it. I've always hated it. I've wished for it to disappear. But then at a certain point in my life, I noticed that everyone thought that this was an amazing feature. <laughs> I didn't care for it. But I'm noticing that a lot of neurodivergent people have physical characteristics mm -hmm. that they associate with themselves and some that they don't. Mm -hmm. And it turns out that the ones that we kind of like for ourselves are a little similar. Yeah, the right side of my face. I don't know. I don't know that bitch. Yeah. <laughs> I have noticed, I feel like to the I androgynous like, like point... I, from my um, experience, I feel like most neurodivergent people are it, not straight. They have they don't necessarily no. identify as straight. They're always yeah. on some sort of Especially spectrum or like you know queer or pan or whatever. It's never, and I feel like that adds to like the every gender identity part as well. I have talked to who identifies as cishet when I've talked to them more. They really are not. They just feel like they would be, like, claiming someone else's experience gotcha. by yeah. identifying yeah. differently. Mm -hmm. But they, every time, it's like they don't really have personal perception of gender. They don't mm -hmm. really have, like, an internal feeling of it. Or they have, haven't always been, like, strictly straight. Mm -hmm. But they just, like, don't want to be like colonizing someone else's experience mm -hmm. and i think that i mean i i get that that's sweet mm -hmm. um but also i kind of don't like that we all feel that way because then we're not like admitting or embracing or even just spreading awareness of the queerness of autistic and other neurodivergent people like yeah that that is kind of an inherent part of who they are it's important yeah. And when I've talked to people enough and dug deep enough, it really was pretty important to everyone. Yeah, yeah. always. Yeah. yeah. And even feeling like you have to identify as cis or straight mm -hmm. when you're really not and mm -hmm. you're trying to do it like out of respect for another group of people, that is still like compulsive heterosexuality <laughs> yeah. and cis sexism. Mm -hmm. Like it, it doesn't end up making a difference if mm -hmm. you're trying to do it to be respectful or hateful. You're still like having to live a life in the closet mm -hmm. and making it seem like there are fewer trans and queer people than there really are. So yeah. I think that we should all be able to be open about it mm -hmm. and be able to really embrace the fact that like, yeah, autistic people don't have the same relationship to gender mm -hmm. uh, that neurotypical people do. That's cool. It's something that is like, it is very consistent mm -hmm. uh and then 
we also we, we do have our own conceptions of it and mm-hmm. and we do have to live in this world so kind of people choose mm-hmm. how they want to be perceived or how they're going to relate to it themselves mm-hmm. so i'm definitely not saying oh if you're autistic you have to identify as trans and queer no but, but i, think I feel like common. you get to like, <laughs> yeah you're allowed <laughs> you you are trans and queer enough i promise like you mm. don't have to identify a certain way because the way that you are queer or trans is not the same as the way someone else is. Yeah, you're autistic. The way you are anything is not going to be the way everybody I, else is. Yeah. I think this it just speaks to the larger problem that society, and, and now even in LGBTQIA plus spaces, uh, there's this idea that you need to, like, being queer is tied to having sex. Like, you must mm-hmm. first have sex with a man, if you're a man, before you can say that you are gay or you're queer. And that, for a lot of autistic people, it we are, we are already forced to question so many basic truths that we know are true. Uh, this just becomes another thing where your feelings are... You have to put your feelings away because... Also, you... that shit always comes from straight people. That's the thing. And that, I would say, because even... Bef- like, because I came out when I was 19, and I realized I was uh, neurodivergent, like, this year. So... And then uh, we were like, how the fuck yeah. did you not see that before? <laughs> but so I've lived as a queer person for almost 10 years, just in the community, and just having a lot of straight friends, at least in Sweden, and that was constant all the time where if i was constantly questioned about whether or not i had kissed or had sex with um someone of the opposite sex because if i hadn't then i couldn't actually be like a lesbian so that has been a decade of that just because you if you haven't tried straightness you don't know that you don't like it but if i flip it to their side then then it doesn't apply if i'm like well how if you haven't slept like if i i'm talking to usually it's a guy um (laughs) if i talk to a guy and say well you haven't slept with a guy or kissed a guy how do you know that you're actually straight i think we're always just trying to bang you oh 100 percent. but also it's so (laughs) fun to flip it on them because then they're like oh no i mean i would know i I know look i even before i had sex with anyone i knew that i wanted to have sex with everyone Mm -hmm. like it was is that is that too bold of a statement fuck yeah because you know what i was a kid and i would dream about having sex with different people and the gender was just not there that's all it matter like one time i had a dream when i was a kid that i was a frog banging another frog See, it doesn't matter. Uh, also, yeah. you, you know, you don't have to try that to know that. Dear listener, it, it is now we find out that indeed Erica Heidewald is a frog. Yeah. Yes. And so I only like to bang my own species. Good for clearly, me. Good it's for you. Very healthy. So, back to Josh. Yeah. I would love also, to. Guys, guess what? My brother really, really wants me to come visit. Aww, that's why he called. That's so sweet. I knew it would be short because he already called me earlier. He's mm-hmm. calling me again to tell me, like, hey, maybe you could come at this time. Isn't Aww, that adorable? That's cute. Yeah. That's just very, very sweet. Because it's so sweet. Anyway, back to our guest. Ah, I, 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 I just want to add that later I really want to talk to Erica for, like, several hours <laughs> about this. Because, you know what? We love neurodivergent people Mm -hmm. are so happy with emotions like Mm -hmm. it's it's they like talking about it at times that's the thing i don't ever like need to talk about stuff Mm -hmm. if the other person doesn't want to hear it like i that's something i have learned neurotypical people they will 
politely like listen to something yeah. they don't want to because they think you need to talk about it mm-hmm. and yeah. that everyone just listens to each other out of politeness because they really want to talk about themselves yeah. and I'm like um no actually I don't need to uh but I like am down to if you also <laughs> want to and it would be an enjoyable conversation for both I of us I mean I will say I do that for neurotypical people <laughs> I don't, like, one of the things that really surprises me is that despite the fact that I don't get to see some some of my friends mm-hmm. more than, like, once a year or, or once in two, three, or even five years. Yeah. The one time that I get to see them, we talk about everything that has happened, including every good and bad experience they've had. So then I have a perfect storyline mm-hmm. <laughs> connecting to the last time. So when I see them, I'm like... Oh, hey, haven't seen you in 25 years. So how's that girl doing that you were dating that day that we met and you told me that she was wearing... And then I go on to describe in great yeah. detail everything. That's yeah. kind so of like, how our brains work. That's the ghost that's been haunting me for the last 20 years, actually. I do love that, really though. I, f- I feel like that I have a lot of as well. It's like, it doesn't matter mm-hmm. how long it's been uh, or what's happened or anything. You, I still can reconnect with the people that I, I've always been close mm-hmm. with, whether... Mm-hmm. You know, it's, I have a lot of friends in Sweden. I haven't talked to them in years. doesn't matter if I go yeah. visit. I'm still going to see them. And it's going to be, right. like, you know, the same. It's not, it's not. One thing that drives me crazy about neurodivergent people, love ya, but is uh, seeing any way that we are different as a bad thing. Because mm-hmm. uh, there was this thread. I will probably never forget it. It went viral <laughs> in, like, January. Yeah. And it was this guy with ADHD talking about how, like, the worst part of his ADHD is his uh, friendship degradation mechanics are oh, I like this. really uh, like flawed or, mm-hmm. or broken, and how uh, he will like think that if you haven't seen someone for a long time, you're still friends. Uh, but it's not that way for neurotypical people. And then all of these people were applying just so self-hating about the fact that they still love their friends if they haven't seen them for a while. Yeah. And I was just yeah. like, y'all, we are not wrong on this. Also, like, if no. your friend also is the same way, that doesn't hurt anyone. Like, why? Is, that doesn't I, matter. I well, I think like also the... their friends were not. And that's yeah, the, then that's stop, when it's difficult. Stop being friends with neurotypical. I think like, one of those. will solve your problems. Yeah. But, yeah, I wanted to ask our guest okay. a question. You're being a good host. Yeah, yes, thank you. But uh, because we are autistic and friends. I would love to for you to tell your story, Josh, of how you kind of discovered that you're autistic or how long you've known or how, uh, how what, what was the process like for you? Very painful. Yes. Extremely painful. Um, it's weird. It's so easy and fun. <laughs> yeah. No, so no, no, no. I was very. And the reason I'm saying this is because <laughs> I, I mean, I can, I can go into very deep details. It involves a very brutal civil war. It involves bombing of civilians, caravans. It involves, you know, me climbing over dead bodies to survive. It was, it, it involves me spending 14 years as a refugee in a country that didn't want me where I was constantly called a refugee and told mm-hmm. to go back home. Mm-hmm. Uh, it involves going back to my home country and finding out that everything is bummed the fuck out and trying to rebuild and finding out that powerful interests way beyond my pay grade <laughs> are like involved. I can't do anything. Mm-hmm. And so I came to the U.S. to try to understand how to fight these powerful forces. And I don't mean powerful forces as in, you know, 
Jews. I'm not an anti-Semitic asshole. I mean, powerful forces as in, you know, the corporations that control goods and services and raw material need those things to be in their control. The price, the flow, the discovery, everything. It's kind of like Dune. The spice must flow. They will do whatever it takes to keep their power in, in their power. And they're, Did you say where you're from? Did you say that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, oh, and, and the thing was, yeah. I realized was that it was going to take a lot of education and it was not, this was not about, this was really, really about the greed of certain individuals mm -hmm. who believe in nothing. Like mm -hmm. they're, they're born Christian, they're born Muslim, they're born Buddhist, they're born Jewish. It doesn't matter. Yeah. They don't, it's not about their religion. It's not about nothing. It's about mm -hmm. the fact that there are humans who are greedy and this greatly pained me. Mm -hmm. As I discovered more and more about the world, as I grew up, Mm -hmm. um, I figured out that the world was radically different from mm -hmm. what I was experiencing because yeah. wherever I went, I would be this complete misfit mm -hmm. that nobody could figure out. Mm -hmm. At first, people would be hostile towards me because mm -hmm. they would think that I am, I don't know, for whatever reason. Mm -hmm. um, multiple times, I, would <laughs> I got a job somewhere and... At first, people were hostile to me very mm. openly. Like, people yeah. wouldn't hang out with me or wouldn't talk to me. They would treat me like a little lesser because mm -hmm. my clothes would be... I just never care about what I wear. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Once I found out the joy of black t-shirts and jeans, I have never <laughs> gone back. You like, got your uniform. But I, I have spent years of my life trying to look like an adult or my age. And yeah. I, I, to this day, I'm thinking, should I buy, like, one of those jackets that have, like, on their arms, they have, like, those patches? Oh, <laughs> like, yeah. Maybe that would make me look old but uh <laughs> i just never look old i'm sorry it's just how it is but yeah i found out i was autistic because um from a very young age everyone i knew treated me differently yeah and it was i was treated differently in the sense that um people would tell me things like you talk too much yeah i was like one of my bullies would he, he my bully called me talkative um and yeah i talk a lot a fucking lot and you know what i love talking <laughs> and i am great at it and you know my bully can go blah 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 um, You're not a curse on this but podcast. uh it was it was very difficult to understand that my entire my own family didn't understand yeah that was the hardest part because despite the fact that i knew that these people deeply loved me mm -hmm. they just when i act when i was being neurodivergent mm -hmm. they lost it you know, yeah. they would be like, they had no explanation other than to, and I've talked about this, and it's been very painful, than to just say, like, he's crazy, you know, Josh is just crazy. Hmm. But um, I was talking to Erica, and, you know, I I'm at a place in life where I'm like, that's a loop, you know, I don't really need to go back there. Sure. I know that I'm perfectly happy, but mm -hmm. 2020 and then early 2021 broke me. Yeah. I had built a life, I was in a PhD program at UC Davis mm -hmm. and I was studying religion and I was you know I had uh, people liked me my students liked me my colleagues were good people mm -hmm. they liked me um as the pandemic progressed I was in a relationship um mm -hmm. and I had Lola my dog um I mean, you were engaged I was engaged and wow. you know I went to I went far enough I, I actually got a ring that belonged to my late mom got a resize to fit her finger actually did not fit but yeah, I was like so there. Hey, we that is so meaningful right there. Right, yeah. like it happened, but yeah. but it's like, like this still doesn't fit. Yeah. But what happened? Your was, mom says no. <laughs> like, 
But as the pandemic progressed, sorry, um, as the pandemic progressed, I just, I, I shut down. I mm-hmm. could not do work past uh, around September. Yeah. I froze. I had to take in complete... And then, you know, we live in California and I was mm. in Sacramento and the fires basically covered us in ash and, yeah. and, and, and smoke. And we couldn't go out for days upon days. And mm. we, I live in a studio apartment and me and my partner and my dog. And, you know, it was just rough times. And then the yeah. election happened. Yeah. And then, you know, the insurrection happened. Mm. Just a lot of things happened. And then one of my friends, uh, Lauren Wolf is uh, a lovely friend of mine. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, she was in trouble with the New York Times, and that really, you know, like it, it was it was like a, a a blow to see like somebody you love go through that. Yeah, and we, we talk all the time. She's she's one of my best friends. Mm-hmm. Um, and and then that happened, and then things just kind of started to unravel. Like yeah. I had accumulated too many incompletes at school and then my partner and I couldn't get along and that we separated from there mm-hmm. I started having horrific panic attacks mm. and uh, by April I had a friend who was autistic mm-hmm. and um, by this point let me at, let me mention something really amazing here mm-hmm. in early, early January so Erica and I follow each other and Erica kind of just went on this journey mm-hmm. She went on this journey where she first started exploring her neurodivergence and then she came out, she, she realized she was autistic and she was talking about all these things and I was thinking, you know what, I need to follow this. I just need to catch one second of a break from everything falling apart around me mm-hmm. so I can think about this for a second and just, it just wouldn't happen. Like, mm-hmm. I could not stop things. And mm-hmm. then um, in late April, I had a friend who was autistic and we started hanging out and uh, we were dating for a short while, mm-hmm. and it was, it was like two words. It was mm-hmm. really two words. The words were "take care," mm-hmm. and I'm the person who always tells people "take care." I'm the one who always writes in the email. You know, mm-hmm. I hope you are well. Mm-hmm. Now let's talk about whatever the fuck is going on. You know, mm-hmm. um, I'm the person who once you leave my house. Before you, I will walk you to the door. I will wait until you're in your car and you've left. And Mm -hmm. then I'm going to say, before you've left, I'm going to say, please let me know when you get home. Mm -hmm. And I started to see that this person is doing the exact kind of things, either those things exactly, Mm -hmm. or in the vein of them. But like, it was just the take care part, because Mm -hmm. that has been a very important thing for me. I always say, take care to people. And, you know, in general, just express this feeling of, hey, your well-being matters to me. I don't like yeah, in, a, in, in a different sense. And I was like, bam, mm-hmm. I'm autistic. And that's when everything else fell into place that mm-hmm. I had um, put away that was like a key to my neurodivergence. Mm-hmm. And dear listener, I can read about 12 languages. I can speak very fluently about five languages. And I'm currently in the process of learning two more. Mm-hmm. And this is... I never thought this was too... Um, too many languages. I never thought it was too many languages. Was, I that that was whatever. not normal. Yeah. Or a lot, like, common. Yeah. Because that's something that, that, that Erica and Josh have in common. They both know a lot of languages. Yeah, I like them too. Yeah. Because oh. it's also one of the first things that when Josh and I talked on the phone... He asked me where where in Sweden I was from, and he could t- ask me what county I was from, and he knew the county, which is, like, very rare. <laughs> like, I'm from uh, the southern southern part of Sweden. It's, like, a, it's a small country. Like, most people don't know the, the counties 
or cities it's or anything. It's a small country. What is the county you're from? Smallland, <laughs> which is where the... Small land. <laughs> also, you're small. <laughs> uh, which is also the county where the founder of Ikea is from. So that's usually... Oh, my if God. If people know it, that's why they know it. But oh, my John God. John Mellencamp's from my hometown. Wow. That's mine. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah. I was born in Kabul. Yeah, I, I think I think uh, I win. <laughs> I mean, John Mellencamp's pretty cool. I mean, I would say IKEA is slightly cooler. I think they're all very different vibes, actually. Yeah, very. <laughs> they're different. all very different vibes. <laughs> Which is better, Cobble, IKEA, or John Mellencamp? You vote. <laughs> I don't know. Just, we'll have a poll. Just better, not specific. More specific than that. Just yeah. Which we'll is have a better. Twitter poll later, and you guys. Can yeah, vote. you can. You can. Pick Which that. wins in a fight? Cobble, Ikea, or John Mellencamp? I think, I don't know about John Mellencamp, yeah, I think but John Mellencamp's out. <laughs> I think John Mellencamp's out, but wow, I, I feel like Cobble will be defeated by the extra uh, equipment that comes with all Ikea stuff yeah, that never that's a gets lot used. Of furniture. But at the same time, like, you guys are never truly defeated. That's why, you know, you don't let anyone come in and... Mm-hmm. Uh, I think, I think it'd be a fair. I think so it'd be a fair fight. So I, even IKEA might not be able to fully. Come I mean, yeah, here's a, here's a very common misconception. Already, here's <laughs> a common misconception. The misconception is that we are never defeated. We are defeated. Mm-hmm. It's just that we never give up. That's the thing. You're, you've been taking over a bunch of times. <laughs> like yeah. you can defeat us, like, and then you, you want to sit around and fuck around. We will. If you're bad to us, we will kick you out. If you're mm-hmm. good to us, this this has been kind of the history of Afghanistan, where. When people come in and they're good to the people, people are like, you know what? You're good. Stick around, man. Mm-hmm. We're cool. And uh, as you know, Afghanistan is kind of the birthplace of weed. Um, so I didn't, know I didn't know that, actually. I mean, it, it's not really, really the birthplace of it, but like, dude, this is where weed is most commonly consumed. Like, um, Afghanistan is where weed is. Weed goes to have fun. fun weed goes to chill from? in Afghanistan. Hmm? Isn't it where heroin is from? Uh, heroin is from a lot of places, so, um... I don't know. Don't you guys grow poppies? Yes, we do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And your problem with that is? Do I have a problem? No, just fun guys, facts. Yeah. I like how you're like, you guys grow poppies as if my, um, ancestral just... <laughs> lands are... Yeah, poppies. I'm literally mm-hmm. on drugs. I don't have a problem with drugs. <laughs> yeah. You should be thanking my ancestors for making it possible. It's true. Um... I mean, funny enough, those are the drugs I don't care for. So <laughs> fair enough. Uh, other people can thank your ancestors. Yeah. I'm gonna say, thanks, but no thanks. Not mm-hmm. my jam. I mean, morphine is very useful at treating pain, which also again True. comes kind of the same place. It is the same. It's so like maybe the people whose pain was taken away by that plant. They can thank your ancestors. Yeah, yeah. there you go. You know. Y'all go thank. Uh, yeah. I'm going Josh to South America, to and I'm thanking their ancestors. Okay, cool. Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> you do that. I'll stay yeah. here. Um, where does the ecstasy plant grow? <laughs> I don't know. I don't um, know where it grows, but I would like to have a bonsai plant I'll of thank it. their ancestors. Yes. So, <laughs> I have one more question or thing to talk about, I guess, but... Um, we did all meet on the internet. You trying to host a podcast that has both Josh and me I know, on it's it difficult, like trust cats. me. I yes. feel bad for you. That's why yes. I'm trying to wrap this up, guys. Um, it's impressive to watch. But, no, I have a final thing to, I guess, talk about or ask you guys. Okay. So, we all met on the internet. Love it. Yes. Big fan. <laughs> yeah. What do you think, like, in terms of meeting 
other friends that are autistic or neurodivergent, have you met most of those on the internet, in person, or what has your experience been? Uh, I met my my first fiance on MySpace. Oh. I met my uh, ex-wife on Twitter. Mm-hmm. I met my next fiance also on Twitter. Uh, and they were all neurodivergent. So internet. So <laughs> internet. And I will tell you why. Neurodivergent people have to, as, as you know, mask. Mm-hmm. And we... Because of masking, it sometimes I mean, becomes hard. You don't have hard, to. You yeah. can just not do it and then but fail most people spectacularly do. at everything like yeah, me. Yeah, most people do. Most people mask. Yeah. Just to get oh, oh, oh. Josh has seen that I don't. Because <laughs> he went with me to, to my doctor's appointments. And he's like jumping in to explain to them that I'm actually sick because I'm just reciting to them with absolutely no emotion in my voice what's wrong with me he's no. like you don't even sound bothered by what's wrong with yeah. like look no. i'm very bothered that's me saying <laughs> the, i told him about the symptoms because they were so bothersome it's like no yeah, <laughs> this no. is why erica doesn't go to the doctor alone because we have to interpret and be it like no actually this is really bad but well. the internet and she was is, in a lot of pain the internet is amazing because i literally uh was on twitter one night and i've seen erica very patiently explain everything to everyone in the the worst state possible and i saw that erica was crying and i said you know what i posted this... a crying video first first maybe yeah I... yeah <laughs> i was like um i'm going to make this my screen thing on my phone <clears throat> so that i remember that this person i was really fucking mad because here are autistic people and neurodivergent people trying to survive mm-hmm. and people are just not fucking taking us seriously so i was like all right i know you're from the internet but i'm gonna send you a picture when i'm on the bus to come see you yeah and you know what if other neurodivergent people want you to get on a bus and go see them what would you say (laughs) erica yes um are you gonna buy my ticket that's probably what i would say if they were come see you oh yes please (laughs) yeah yeah send me a picture when you're on the bus yeah um i i'm at most i I met a lot of autistic people by um, just being born, because um, uh-huh. my family is very neurodivergent, yeah. and so I barely know any neurotypical people, and didn't realize that I was so weird. Um, I thought I was pretty normal, <laughs> um, but then now, like, yeah, I make all of my friends on the internet. Yeah. And yeah, me too. That's why I want to ask you. I also never really thought I would find people very much like me. Mm-hmm. Um, cause I kind of thought that was just my family was like very weird. Like, I mean, I knew we were weird, I guess. Yeah. Like, and different from other people. Um, but I didn't realize there was like a, a broader theme there that mm-hmm. we could find in others. And so, uh, I th- feel like the internet is so important for that. And, Mm-hmm. Those friendships are very real and important, and, like, mm-hmm. the people you can lean on and, like, should lean on when your in-person community is, like, can't understand you. Mm-hmm. And it's it's just good to see, I don't know, there's a ton of people like me. Yeah. Like, and there's a ton of people who actually have gone through these things that are so weird that in person people are telling me that's not possible, nobody goes through that yeah and then literally i tweet about it and within five minutes several people are like yep that exact same thing has happened to me yeah Yeah. so if someone is trying to like make more friends or connect with other people like them which would 
do you have a favorite platform maybe to meet people on or that you feel like you meet more people on i do meet the most people off of twitter just because mm-hmm. it is conducive to talking to people yeah and you can talk to people just in very short like non-pressury ways you know just like mm-hmm. they respond to like you know someone has a question you can just be helpful yeah. answer it yeah yeah or you can make jokes with people like it's also it's you can read to organically make friends yeah. it doesn't feel like force whereas on instagram i know some people make friends on instagram i have made one uh-huh. um but it just feels more like yeah it's harder to connect trying to do it whereas yeah on twitter it's like you just talk to people and after a while you're like oh i guess we're friends yeah (laughs) and i feel like on twitter is more organic too where you will maybe talk about something that you've been thinking about something you're going through and someone else reads and is like hey that's me too and then you'll start interacting Mm -hmm. and it's kind of how it starts because i would say twitter as well i really like tiktok just for like I don't know, feeling like a community and sharing experiences, but it's not so much for connecting. No, for me, oh man, I am the word autistic person. For me, words are everything. I need to see them so I can spend time reading what you've said multiple times so I better understand what you're saying. If I have any questions, I can ask you. As opposed to, like, TikTok videos are too much for me. Like, I I don't know (laughs) what to do with them. Like, it's... If, if they're very quick and funny, like mm-hmm. if they're like 10 seconds long, I will laugh and chuckle and move on. But like, I cannot get caught up in that. Sure. I, yeah. I, I want to be so TikTok, much. TikTok, I think, can be a little bit too medical model for me. Yeah, for um, sure. And a lot more like, here are all the problems I have from being autistic. Here's all the things that are hard about being autistic. And sometimes I just can't really like vibe with that stuff very much because yeah yeah like there are things that are hard about it but like not because there's anything wrong with us i just don't have like i'm at a point in my life i don't want to hear about how there's anything wrong with us i don't think there is Mm -hmm. i so like i i think we have to stop contributing to that narrative all the fucking times yeah and i feel like i've ended up on like adhd tiktok which is more positive i would say yeah it's more like this is like you know how i do things and like it's weird but funny but then all people are like me too mm-hmm. like this is yeah. also how i think or function or how my day is but i have seen for sure on like autistic tiktok or neurodivergent tiktok that it is a little negative sometimes it can be all doom and gloom yeah, yeah. and and just like a little gatekeepy and mm-hmm. even just just so following the medical models like if it's not in the dsm then you're not allowed to think or say it yeah and i'm just like y'all um the dsm is bullshit like humans wrote it and also one of the humans who wrote it who was on the committee like Mm -hmm. specifically writing the part about autism fucking hates autistic people Mm -hmm. and like uh i've yeah, I mean, I read a whole paper about, like, the inner workings of that, like, mm-hmm. writing process. Mm-hmm. And I just think it's okay to like ourselves. Like, yeah, it, I think sometimes TikTok, it's like people still are a bit in the, like, we need to validate um, our problems yeah. by, like, making it sound like our lives are nothing but torture and pain. Mm-hmm. And... I'm just not really into that because also like we already are autistic we just are and a whole bunch of people are 
And I would kind of rather people see, like, hey, mm-hmm. this isn't the end of my life, realizing yeah, that. I'm this is good. Like, like, this is something great. I don't need to be miserable about this and, like, yeah. running away from this truth about myself. Because, like, it's actually not a, a terrible thing. It's not yeah. a terrible thing at all. It's... <laughs> I can't I mean, imagine being anything else. I wouldn't want to be. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like it's kind of like the way that autism has been turned into something from which capitalism extracts profit. It's kind of like a lot of the STDs that have been like made problematic when they're just they've been around for thousands of years. Do mm-hmm. not matter. Oh, they're the fact there. Like ninety percent yeah. of people have one of the herpes viruses. Right. Like, it's just, like I'm sorry. What are you the trying black to do? Mark. Like um, yeah, we like, all have it, whether you know it or not. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> well, on that note, <laughs> on that I think note, we're gonna wrap herpes, up. Herpes, whether yeah. you know it or not, and, and you're uh, autistic. Go on Twitter. Um, <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much for um, being on our podcast, Josh. Uh, and for coming it. to visit us. Yeah. And for going with me to the doctor. Yeah. We really appreciate you. You are very welcome. Thank you for letting <laughs> me pet your dogs. And, and we I... will put Josh's links in this uh, episode um, description so that you can get, you guys can go follow him. But mm-hmm. do you want to tell everyone like, what your Twitter handle is? Stuff so they can go Don't follow, follow me. I'm crazy. <laughs> you guys should follow him. We'll put the links in the description. <laughs> um <laughs> But yes, if you want to share your handle, uh, sure. My handle is Josh is uh, looking for his next spouse, so yeah, you know, get oh, f- <laughs> I think I've already found my next partner in life because Hannah's like right here. He's She's stealing my like, dog, guys. She is just looking at me. She and does really just, like yeah, it. She yeah. Just, I, I might know. have you know one less dog. When yeah, competition. Ha- cha- a new challenger has arrived. Mm-hmm. My Twitter handle is cat. <laughs> Uh, J Sherrier. Mm-hmm. That is J is in Jackal, S is in Simon, H is in House, A is in Apple, H is in House, R is in Robert, Y is in Yellow, A is in Apple, R is in Robert. And how many times do you have to say that? <laughs> a good jillion, a million, <laughs> trillion times. Um, Dang, but, I have a hard to spell last name, and, and I'm just know. like, good luck to you. Like, I haven't. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, anyways, best of luck. Yeah, I think I do a... spell. I don't spell mine out, but I do clarify how to how to write it. Yeah. Hey with a J because you're Swedish. Yeah. Follow Frida at Hey It's Frida. Hey with a J because she's Swedish. Yeah. So follow Erica at Erica Heidwald. You figure out how to spell that. with spelling that. Uh, It's Erica with a K. We can start there. Um, (laughs) It's Erica Heidwald. E R I K A H E I D W A L D. You missed an E, but it was very close. And I think added an H somewhere. But. I'm also terrible at spelling, so. You just blah, 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 blah. But I, I was paying attention to like, <laughs> yeah, wow, are you actually going to be able to know how to spell my last name? That would be impressive. Isn't it H-E-I-D? Yeah. And E-W-A-L-D? Yeah. Yeah, you didn't say the middle E. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. All right. Probably did. Anyways, thank you for listening. I mean, it's recorded um, for the future. We can all right, go back and see who's right yep. about my last name. It's probably me. Anyways. God, you are brutal. It's probably me. Bye, guys. Go. Bye. Okay. Goodbye. 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 Have a wonderful day or evening. Bye. Or life. See you next time. Yeah, see you next time. Bye. Bye.